Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. and gentlemen i am your host blake ruffino this is are you serious sports we hope that you guys are making it a good one we know that we are as well huge show in store for you tonight we are double guesting like the time that i went out to santa mall and my man had two 40s duct tape to his hands we got double guests tonight blaine crane from crane and company joins us at 7 30 he had a video that went pretty semi-viral in louisiana because he called lsu soft defensively i want him to come on here and talk about that some more you know that we'll go around college football all of college football with my man blaine crane good to have him in here tonight also Sports Illustrated Zach Nagy joins us at 7.50 following the Blaine Crane interview. So looking forward to having Zach Nagy. We've been having him pretty much on every Wednesday show. So we might make my man a regular here. He's been killing it. He's been doing fantastic. Love to have him here. Oh, got to talk a little bit about Mizzou. Jay Johnson talking a little fall ball. I don't talk. Jay said, I don't want to talk about repeating. Coach, but we do. We want another one. We want another one. Say it with me. We want another one. We want another one. Bring us to the promised land again, coach. <laughs> Bring us to the promised land again, coach. I love me some baseball, man. By the way, by the way, we got MLB baseball on the tube. After this show, every night I'm on, I am watching. I am watching. I love me some playoff baseball, man. I always have. Clint Fontenot. What's up, Clint? Says, watching from my sawmill job and 
Arca Delefa. Probably you guys didn't think I could say that word. I'm pretty impressed myself um, that I said that. I probably even said it wrong. B says, I'm by, from, by the way, in West Monroe. Good to have you here, Clint. Good to have you here, man. Thank you so much for the super chat. You know that that's, that's welcomed here. And look, man, in all seriousness, every time you guys send super chats, man, you know that we are gearing up doing some big things over here. Going to be doing this full time here in the probably, hopefully, near future. And uh, we do it full time anyway, but you know what I mean. Like, every time you send a super chat, it helps. It helps. Dalton Matthew says, I mispronounced it. So then, how do I say it? How do I say it? <laughs> Y'all know how bad I am with names. Arca de- Delphia. Arcadelphia. Right? Arcadelphia. Anyway. Uh, Jared Vedrine says, Blake, is can this dub unit, or probably saying can this DB unit get better? They can. They can. There you go. They can. Where is everybody watching the show from tonight? Where is everybody watching the show from tonight? Paul Zell Martin says midweek CUSA, Conference USA just kicked off. Yeah, you got to love it, but they got to go at seven with us, like Rudy Poos. Spectrum Wellcare says, Blake, will Pete Jenkins help us set an edge? No. No, he will not. He can teach some things, though. He can teach some things, though. Um... Look, I know that the tweet that I put out this week on where LSU is lining up on Twitter, at Blake J. Rafino, go give that a follow too. Um, no, because they need to run some different things schematically, dude. Like, I don't know what House is doing. House can, you know, look, there's going to be a day and time where some things are going to need to be said. But I think House, for whatever reason, you know, he, he, he's got to get better with communication himself, right? Like, he's number one. And number two, he needs to take criticism better, right? Like, there are things that I hear. He's got to take criticism better. He's got to take, like, what he's doing that it's just not working. It's not working. The linebackers that you had starting for you last year are not the dudes that you recruited. They're not. This catching at the offensive line is not working with this unit. you got to change. Let Mason Smith line up on the ball and say, get after it, my guy. Get after it. Stop this whole catching block zone blocks bullshit. It doesn't work. I, I Look. I didn't even know that my tweet made it to my man, and that's cool and all. Brother, I played at a very lowly school. Sounds great. If you are going to allow a team to run zone-blocking schemes on you, doing what you're doing is not going to work. Newsflash, just newsflash, Mizzou is going to do that. Drinkwitz already said in his press conference, he is going to do that. God, I went off on a tangent. Why do I got why do I always do that? 
But it's the truth. But it's the truth. Denham Springs is in the hizzy. Title Town, Valdosta, Georgia's in the house, says Danny. Stefan says, I wait all day for this show, bro. Keep killing it. Yeah, you do. Good friends over at Fry Construction out there in Eunice, man. They do it all, brothers and sisters of Jesus Christ. They do it all. Um, so give a call. Tell them Blake sent you on Bob. Brandon Graziano says, Hammond, Louisiana. Yeah, you are. By the way, speaking of Hammond, because I li- you know, live here. Um, just throwing this out there. I had somebody come up to me at lunch today. <laughs> I had somebody come up to me at lunch today and be like, I didn't want to really just say anything, but just wanted to say, hey, Blake, how you doing? Watch the show, yada, yada, yada. Guys, if you see me in public, come say what's up. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to growl at you. No, I'm not going to be like, you know, what do you think I'm going to do to you? I'm not going to bite you. Unless you look like my wife. Because I'm still staring at the titties out. <laughs> uh, all right, last one. We really, really, really got to get going. And he's true here. I probably should have waited before I brought that up. Because of the end of this. Uh, but Cody McGee with a 499 Super Chat. Thank you so much, buddy. He says, Blake, what is BK's message to LSU? And he said, after Greg Brooks's diagnosis, uh, pray for that family. So first off, let's start here. Let's start here. Um, I probably should have let off with this. But when we do the Rafino and Joe show, I'll always make announcement like this in the beginning of that, and I don't remember to do it here because I feel like I already said it. Um Man, I hate hearing the news about Greg Brooks, dude. Like, bro, he was playing football five weeks ago against Florida State. And if you hadn't heard the news, he had been diagnosed uh, formally. The the team and the uh, medical staff announced that he uh, is suffering or suffered and still is suffering from a rare form of brain cancer. Um which does have a high probability rate of success and curability. Uh, Dr. Catherine O'Neill announced that he's got a very, very long road ahead of him. Uh, Some of his speech and some of the things that... um, And look, really, BK... You know what's interesting? Can I say this, too? Can I say this, too? Y'all know that Brian Kelly is there, like, every Sunday with his ass? Like, come on, dude. Like, we talk, we talk so much fucking shit. It, let's pull up, pull back the car. We talk so much fucking shit about all this non-related bullshit, and like the dude sitting by his bedside on Sundays. Want to know why he stressed the fuck out? There you go. Sorry for the cursing. I know this is a family show. I know we're on Fubo, but suck a dick. <laughs> God damn it. I hate that for the family, man. I do. All right. We got to get rolling. Blank Crane and what's that, guys? Oh, my man's here. Okay. We'll get to him in just a minute. All right. Let's talk a little Mizzou before we get rolling. Let's talk a little Mizzou before we get rolling. Everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Share all the social media groups. Share all the social media pages. You're listening to us on YouTube. I know a lot of you like to beat Brandon Taylor uh, interview. 
from last night. Very heartfelt about what LSU needs to do. Probably a lot of what Blaine Crane said on his video about LSU being soft. You got to get back. You got to get back to who you were. You have to. So if you hadn't seen it, go on YouTube. It's there. Wherever you listen to podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe. And if you're watching us on Fubo TV, welcome, welcome, welcome. Let's talk about our good friends over at betonline.ag. Good friend Tyler Alexander over at EXP Realty. Stay with us. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live, in-game betting, props, and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag, BetOnline.ag. He will sell your house and find you a new. Well, Tyler's the man, he's here for you. If you want to buy or sell, well, it's not too late. Dial 955-0008. Just call 955-0008. Y'all call Tyler, he'll shoot you straight. We're back. All right, before we get to Blaine Crane, uh, we'll go to him a little bit earlier um, than normal. I see this from Dane. He said that I am a cancer survivor. Prayers out to Greg Brooks III. Another reminder of how fleeting life can be. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Richie Evans says, I agree with MR, uh, or Mr. Taylor's mindset. Defensively, cover zero and bring the swag eventually uh every player's mindset will be uh tenacious eye of the tiger i agree with that richie so let's start off there in reference to what he just said because i agree with him so a lot of you listen to the uh brandon taylor former dbu former guy that wore number 18 was a part of that 11 defense who bro they got off the uh, they got off the bus Urban Meyer was talking about this in Swamp Kings. He goes, and he was saying it a couple weeks ago, like, bro, when LSU got off the bus, we were like, damn. Like, damn. You're not that anymore defensively. Now, offensively, the offensive line, what they're doing in the zone blocking schemes, what they've done in the interior of that offensive line, it's been highly impressive. There's nothing really – what do you want me to say to LSU offensively? Hey, you scored three times. You scored 21 points. The total minutes in the three touchdowns you had in the third quarter going into the fourth, guys, was a minute and 27 seconds. Let me say that again. They scored (laughs) 21 points in a minute and 20-something seconds. But I agree with Brandon. You're going to have to find something out defensively. 
the tweet that you saw that we put out of the defensive line playing a yard off the line of scrimmage, wanting to catch blocks, it's not going to work against Missouri. Here's why. Eli Drinkwitz, we mentioned this last night, but Drinkwitz came out in his press conference yesterday and said, look, in translation, we run some things similar to what Lane Kiffin did last, last week. We like, we like to do a lot of crossing patterns. We like to get corner routes and use bunch to get the ball to Luther Burden, who arguably is one of, if not the best wide receiver in the SEC. They're going to run mesh. They're going to run inside zone blocking schemes. That's all they do. And you know why? Because it works against you. But you need to find out. If you're Brian Kelly, you need to find out a way if this is personnel or scheme. Because when you were going down four line in camp, and guys, remember this. Brian Kelly allowed us at ever us, AYS, Blake, my big, my big rump, to every scrimmage. When they were going four-man fronts, when they were sending exotic stuff at Jaden Deering scrimmages in camp, what was happening? Oh, they actually slowed somebody down. Blake, that's six weeks ago. I don't give a darn how long it was ago when you did things differently. Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba! Things changed. Hey, when you let Harold Perkins rush the edge, like, I called 1-800-ASK-ELON. 1-800-ASK-ELON and asked Elon, hey, man, do you think that Harold Perkins Jr. should play the jack where he played a year ago and had eight sacks? Do you think that we should do that? And Elon took a long rip of his Joe Rogan-sized blunt and said, that might be a good idea. Thanks, Elon. I didn't even have to use AI to get there. If you're Brian Kelly, you got to find out the dudes that you actually have. Now, I got a couple things for you. Because I've been hit and peppered with the same question all week. Blake, are they actually going to do something different defensively? Yes. Expect, here's some sourcing, deep-rooted, deep south potatoes and uh, meat and potatoes, rice and gravy, have an ass. Here's some sourcing for you. Don't be surprised if LSU comes out in the four-man front and things start looking a little bit different. One thing about Brian Kelly that we've learned in a short 16-game span or more than that, but like, what was it, 14, where five? Okay, so 19-game span. He will get involved on any side of the ball when it is a high, big-time deficiency. Special teams a year ago. Guys, you muffed the opening two punts against Florida State. Jack Besh had one hit off his helmet on the opening kickoff against Tennessee. You had no chance of winning that game after that. Wait, they didn't do another one? And then special teams for LSU all year has been pretty impressive? Oh, because your head coach started running it? High... High-caliber, high-experienced coaches. Saban, Dabo to some extreme, you know, 
he still has Jesus power. I'll even give, I will even give Lincoln some of this because of what he does offensively. Sometimes on special teams, if things have gone around and wrong, you've seen him step in and go in press conferences and talk about that. Even Jimbo, Sark is doing that right now at Texas. High caliber coaches get involved when things are going bad. Harbaugh, Kirby. Guys, remember when Kirby called the timeout because he saw something on special teams during the playoffs against Ohio State? And the truth is, that timeout saved him. And that's probably a big reason why they won the Natty a year ago. You've got to get involved if you're Brian Kelly. Expect your more Harold Perkins on the edge. All this coverage mumbo-jumbo. I'm not saying he's not going into coverage. Guys, he's the worst player in the SEC and, and covering passes beyond the line of or beyond 10 yards or more he's the worst he's like rated I think like 14 percent you know why because nor Von Miller does not go out in coverage newsflash oh boy what does Von Miller do go so good since it's a high comparison to him he rushes the passer like a normal human being we just all want to have a good glass of bourbon in the state of Louisiana and watch Harold Perkins come off the edge. That's it. The problem for LSU this weekend, though, no matter what they change, no matter what they do up front, that DB room is still a problem. It's still a problem. So when I look at Missouri and I look at them offensively, they can't stop – defensively, they cannot stop a, a, a nosebleed with a tampon. They can't do it because that secondary let Vandy and Kenny Seals start smacking that ass. What's up, honey? Smack. How you doing, sweetheart? Smack. What do you think Jaden and them could do? I'm not worried about that. Offensively. Guys, I told you all preseason. I will continue to say it now. I think that they could be the top three offensive unit in this league because of what they have out wide. Everybody likes talking about Luther. Everybody likes talking about Luther and good on them. The weapons that they have when you watch this film and you know that we talk about this more on Thursdays on Keys to Victory. If you cannot find a way to get them off their point. What do I mean by that? Blaine play wide receiver. We got a couple minutes. We'll go to him here. If you can't get a wide receiver off of your off of their point or where they're trying to go, you're gonna get beat, man. You're ju you're just gonna get beat. I think LSU's got to play a little bit of keep away. Nanana boo boo. You got to play a little bit of keep away. That's my opinion. And I'm sticking to it. All right. <laughs> the first comment I see, Blake, did you just say nanana boo boo? <laughs> it's not. It's not all I said. Conrad says Oklahoma by one. Ooh, that's spicy. That's Bloody Mary spicy. I'm not going there. I can't. I can't. I can't do that. Kenny says LSU beats Mizzou. Yeah, I mean, they can, man. I mean, they 1,000% they can. The question is, is that you've, in back-to-back -back weeks, you have not stopped anybody. Guys, 
of the last 20 drives, we talked about this again last night, the last 20 drives that LSU's defense have had, 17 times the offense got points. <laughs> you know, like, I, I mean, I don't care if you're holding them to a field goal in the first half against Arkansas, points are points. Like, you were beating Bama a year ago in the halftime, 7-6. to six. That game ended in the middle 30s. It, it hit the over. Remember how I came in here all excited because I put $200 down on the over because I thought that Vegas was being idiots. I covered by a point, feeling like a rich man, walking like Conor McGregor in this hoe. Shit was real. All right, last one. Uh, many blessings to the Tiger. Yeah, Conrad, I agree. Thank you so much, man, for Greg. Stinks. All right, let's get rolling. My guy. My guy. I love him. Got to ask him about the Achilles out of this break, though. My man toward, my, my man ruptured it. See, his brother Jake, who we had on the show a couple weeks ago from Crane & Company, too, said that, you know, he was doing it, doing like playing flag football. I heard the real story. I heard the real story. He was wrestling with a gator. Gator bit his Achilles right off the bone. <laughs> Talk about a good friend, Carol Falls, or good friends over the Drake Williams Law Firm. DrakeWilliamsLawFirm.com. Blaine Crane next. Guys, you might know my good friend, Carol Falls, and all the great service that he provides over at State Farm. He is your good neighbor after all. But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates as well? Along with a great neighbor service, State Farm agent Carol Falls has surprisingly great rates for everyone inside the state of Louisiana. So call him today at 985-395-4300, 985-395-4300 for all of those surprisingly great rates on auto, home, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there and individual premiums will vary by customer all applicants subject to the State Farm underwriting requirements. By the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Whether you've been injured in an accident, you're preparing for a future with your estate planning, you're getting ready to close in on a real estate deal, or you're about to welcome a new addition through adoption into your family, or you're facing criminal charges, you need very experienced attorneys, and that is what the Drake Williams Law Firm will be able to do for you in navigating the legal system. The door to their cozy office in historic downtown Ponchatoula has been open since 1981. They have helped thousands and thousands of Louisiana families and individuals win cases, close on real estate deals, and regain that peace of mind. Their lawyers over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, Ernie Drake III, Ryan J. Williams, and Summer Vicknair are very determined, compassionate, and dedicated to their craft. It's the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Give them a call today at 985-386-7600. Tell me your good friend Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. How's the Achilles? I told you that story in confidence, Blake. Did you really? I told you that in confidence and you just aired it out. You just aired it out everywhere, man. No, Jake said it on your show. Did he really? Yeah. I don't pay attention half the time. I'm going to be honest. Okay. Well, yeah, because I you didn't tell me what happened. It's flag football, dude. I'm getting old. I'm almost 30. No, you didn't tell me. Jake said it on the show. Dude, Aaron Rodgers is copying me. That's <laughs> I heard you. No, listen to it. Hey, hey, had the mustache before Aaron. Tore the Achilles before Aaron. 
And now he comes out with that video. Oh, well, I was only in the food for 13 days. Hey, six days, Aaron, six days. <laughs> Get your, step your game up, buddy. Those are rookie numbers. And, and taking shots at Travis Kelsey, which is not a smart move. Call him Mr. Pfizer. He is Mr. Pfizer. It's true. Yeah, he is. He's a sellout. That's what he is. He's a phenomenal football player. First of all, Taylor Swift's ugly. We all know it. We all know it. Have you seen Travis Kelsey's ex? Yeah. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse hey, me. She bad. Woo. Woo. Just give me a shot. Hey, I know that. So, but in all in all seriousness, you, everything's getting better, though, man. Yeah, man, I'm good. I I heal faster than normal humans. You, you it's either the did. genetics or the testosterone I take, one or the other. So you weren't wrestling the Gator. I mean, I don't know. Was I, Blake? <laughs> hey, another thing. I think you're the biggest human ever to say Nana and a boo boo. I, I think really I am too. I, I think it is. I was dying back here. I, I think I am too. Y you know, so Blaine, when you have two kids. And Coco Melon is being watched. A lot of shit. A lot of shit I use on here is like coming from kids. Like yesterday, yesterday I said something about Blippy and did a whole segment about how that song gets stuck in my head. You know, like I can't. Oh, I can't dude, get away from poison. it. You'll never get it out. It's like listening to Nickelback. You'll never get it out. <laughs> You'll never get it out of your head. I mean, look at this photograph. I've been singing that for sixteen years. <laughs> God, it's so true. All right, Blaine Crane's our guest. So listen, um, we have our little board, you know, our website, and mm -hmm. uh, 17 inquiries to you because of a video on your show that you, or what you had said on your show this week, Crane and Company, uh, about LSU being soft. And you know what the sad thing is, Blaine? Nobody disagreed. It's the truth. It's the truth, Blake. And look, I'm not trying to sit out here and be the bad guy. I'm not doing that, okay? But the LSU team I watch, that shit's soft to me, all right? You're talking about catching blocks? I'm used to watching LSU people, people catch fades, right? right? Catch these hands. That's what I'm used to seeing. And there's certain things. I don't want to hear we don't have good players. Y'all got good players. Wingo, Smith, if I have to watch Harold Perkins drop into coverage one more time, I'm going to throw up. <laughs> throw up. He's an edge rusher. That's what he is. That is who he is. So at this point, you know, and I've been racking my brain about this. Now, I went through some stats, and I know you I know you brought up some stuff. Both your safeties lead your defense in tackling. Right. That shit's not good. Right. Whenever that's happening, something is going wrong. And I'm just looking for the leadership, man. The Jamal Adams, the Tyron Matthews, the Pat Peets. These guys on LSU that used to go over to other people's sidelines and drink their Gatorade, who'd get off the bus like killers. Killers. I said this on the show. I used to be deathly afraid, Blake. Deathly afraid to watch these guys get off the bus. But now they're turning into one, a bunch of pretty boys. That's what they are right now, a bunch of pretty boys. If I have to be the guy, and I hope they see this, because it's pissing me off, and I'm not even an LSU fan, and it's pissing me off seeing what they're putting on the field. If I have to be that guy to call them pretty boys, soft, no heart, because that's what I see. Blake, y'all gave up 700 yards against Ole Miss. I know. That's NCAA varsity stuff on Xbox 360. That's what. That's road to glory on varsity. I'm just having fun. Right. Like, I'm playing FCS Southeast this week. I might as well yeah. pad the stats. 
Yeah, right? I'm throwing for 20 touchdowns in one game. That's no doubt. Is. I don't get it, Blake. I don't get it. So here's the crazy thing about that, Blaine, is that nothing that you said is wrong, but how do you have these dudes that were so highly recruited still very high on draft boards yeah, that are just like, hey, man. I, I just feel like they're thinking too much, dude. Do you think I, it's scheme because of I the thinking? I think they're thinking too much. Sooner or later, you just got to let these guys play football, all right? Let Mason Smith play football. Right. You're secondary. I've seen better communication at the school for the deaf and blind uh, than y'all secondary talking right now. One guy goes in motion. You you thought you thought the pyramids are blowing up, dude. It's, it's it. I don't get it. I, I said it, that. Blame. Okay. You play receiver at the next level. Okay. Yep. Please tell me. That when you see that soft of coverage and dudes getting oh. lost in the secondary during motion, my God, what are you thinking when you see that? Thanksgiving dinner, baby. We're going to eat an all day. Right. All day. All day. Because it gets to the point now where you're dictating, right? As a receiver, you're dictating, right? And you know leverage early. If you know leverage early as a receiver and they're playing soft, you will eat that shit up all day. I know. So what, so what, I know what, I feel like I know and everybody knows what they have to do up front. It's kind of like, I don't want to say it's obvious, Blaine, but hey man, get out the bullshit you're running. Like this odd man front on third and seven. Not working. It's not working. Let Harold Perkins be Harold Perkins for a change. But Blaine, what did they do at corner? What do they do at safety? That's the thing about it. What can you do? I mean, one, and Jake says this a lot, and, and I agree with this. Jake's a DB guy. If you're going to be wrong, all right, on a call, all right, if you're going to be wrong on a call, be at full speed. everybody be wrong. Because if everybody's wrong, we're all right, right? We're all right. We'll be okay if everybody's wrong. But if one guy's running something and then the other guy's running something, we're screwed from the get-go. So first step's communication, all right? That's what it is. And, look, I know y'all lost a lot last year in the back end. But second of all, these guys aren't bad players, Blake. Right. They're starting at LSU, dog. They're starting at LSU, all right? They're not bad players. I refuse. I refuse to think these guys are that bad. But one thing you do, and I used to do this as a coach, and if they haven't done it now, I don't know. I'm sitting my ass in that film room, and I am tearing these guys apart. The one thing, you know how you get to an eight-year-old kid? You embarrass them in front of your friends. In right. Front of his that's how you get to them, all right? The whole swag stuff. Ooh, look at my sweatbands. Is this chain cool? I remember LSU kids who had to get it out of the mud, had the only option. I have to make this tackle. I have to make it to the league. But now it's just the finesse pretty boys out here. You missed 34 tackles against Ole Miss. Y'all couldn't tackle me in crutches a week ago. It's that bad. It's that bad. So what we're doing all practice, I don't give a shit if you get hurt. We're tackling all practice. We're going full all practice because we're going to find out we called it a come to jesus meeting all right we're we're, we're coming to jesus today we're going to find out who's about it and who's not about it because you have nfl players on the defense and it's blatant so two things here in kind of congruent i feel like brian kelly has to take over defensively even though he's an offensive guy he's called defenses before 
He, mm-hmm. you know, like he's the kind of guy that, like even Saban, like Saban's not. People are so foolish they think, oh, it's just Saban's defense. Saban knows what he's trying to do offensively, right? Like yeah. let's not let's not <laughs> act like yeah. like be that dumb and naive. Yeah, he's got to get involved. But another thing, Blaine, on the opposite part of that, the offense. How do you dictate to half the team that, hey, guys, all of you suck. These guys are great. And think about it. It's like your offense is top three in the next round. <laughs> no. Dane Daniels is going to be a first-round pick, right? And you got to think of the quarterback depth. If Jay keeps playing like he's playing, he's going to be a first-rounder. You know why? Because he can run. He can right? run, dude. He can run. And he's looked so good and so calm and so comfortable and collected in the pocket, outside the pocket. And you got you got a Lambo here, a Maserati here, a Ferrari here. Malik Neighbors My is God. one of the best in the nation. All right? And this is going to be a hell of a matchup Saturday between Malik and Luther. And I can't wait for it, man. Yeah. Because Luther's nice too now. Mm-hmm. Luther's – they're both NFL guys. Well, I, I mean – and here's another thing too, Blaine. Like, last year, everybody's like, man, if he would just let it rip – well, my God, look what's happening now that he is letting it rip. You know, like, I mean. I, I think Jay just needed confidence, man. Right. I really think he just needed confidence. I think he needed people to believe in him. And, and you saw Brian Kelly do that. And Brian Kelly never really got after Jaden's ass. He didn't talk at him, right? He talked to him. He right? did. That's how coach knows it's a good players. observation. And, 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 you know, you go back to because I'm pretty sure after last year, whatever the hell y'all put on the field on special teams, Brian Kelly got involved in that, correct? Right, he did. Sooner or later, like, there's a tipping point to where you're affecting my job, buddy. That's what you're doing. And if I have to come over there, because, look, even if these guys coach offense, defense, they know. They know the other side of the ball. You can coach a side of the ball so much that you automatically know the other side of the ball and what they're going to do schematically. That's just the way it works. I guarantee Bill Bill Belichick right now could go run an offense. 100%. 100%. No question. So Brian's going to have to do something. You know what's what's Blaine? Here's a crazy thing that this is my take, and a lot of people don't agree with me on this. I think that you got to slow the game down, though, if you're LSU. Like you're scoring three drives in twenty in in a minute and thirty seconds, twenty one points, Blaine, in thirty one in a minute thirty one. It's insane. Okay, okay. So does LSU just have to kind of slow it down with Jane or they are you do you just tell them look man keep doing what you're doing we'll figure this out it's 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 so hard for me to sit here I don't want to touch anything when it comes to this offense right you really just it's going so good it's going so good you don't want to touch anything but you have to win games all right that's, that's right that's what at the end of the day and you're playing against a team Saturday if you don't think this is Missouri Super Bowl right even when y'all have two losses, it is, right? This is the biggest game there in a while. And Missouri's offense is nice. Schrader, nice. Offensive line, nice. Luther, nice. Brady, it smelled like someone cooked here, nice, right? <laughs> that defense, right? That defense, Missouri, they're okay. Their front seven's okay to stop the run, but the secondary's dog water. Dog water. Dog water. So I think points are going to be available at LSU when they want them, all right? And the good thing about it is in the – the toughest thing to do if you want to mix tempos, if you don't have an experienced quarterback, that's when it gets hard, right? But mm-hmm. you've got Jaden Daniels back there. You can put your trust in a guy like that to slow the game down but still be on top of his game 100%. So if it, I agree with you, Blake. 
Hell, you got to change something, man. You got to change something because your defense just can't do it right now. Well, you can't do it. Well, and you know, Blaine, another thing is even if – because Ole Miss – here's the crazy thing. Ole Miss scored 55 points. They only had three of them in the third quarter. LSU slowed it down, and things – and LSU had two stops, right? In between there, they had a pair of stops. They only scored three. That's the reasoning that every time LSU has done that, Arkansas, you came all the way back to win. I know you don't want to do it. But at some point, there comes a time that you got to say, "Look, guys, Jaden, we just we if we want to win, mm-hmm. we got to do this." And so it'll be interesting. I want to get your thoughts though around college football. It is the Red River Shootout. I agreed with what you guys had to say today. I checked in and it was like I was listening. I was like, "Man, I I think they're right there." But for people who don't, Red River Shootout is on Saturday, eleven a.m. How do you see that one going? For one, first of all, I appreciate you calling it the Red River Shootout. Um, that's what it's called. Anybody who calls it sudden, you're soft. You're correct. But I think, I think this. I think you've seen the improvement with Brett Venables on the defensive side of side of the ball, personnel wise, and you knew that was coming. All right, you knew that was coming. Offensively, you have Dylan Gabriel, the lefty. He was walking right now in the NFL, so maybe Dylan Gabriel can run one day. We'll, we'll see when it comes to that. They're a great team. All right. I don't think they haven't played nobody yet. All right. right. They played nobody. You know, and you look at Texas, they played Bama, right? Kansas. I don't care if uh, the being kid was starting. Kansas is still well coached football team. Hell, Rice doesn't look bad this year either. And the thing about Texas, I think Brett, need, uh, Brett needs another year to really get his personnel in there, right? They're really the guys he wants. But I think, te- I think Oklahoma's on the way up, right? They're I coming agree. up. But I think Texas has arrived, man. I think Texas is here. They're old up front, right? Old. Quinn Ewers lost some weight, right? Cut the hair. You add A.D. Mitchell, all right? You have Worthy. You have Brooks in the backfield. And the biggest thing when it comes to Texas, their front seven looks good. They look really good there. It looks physical and fast. They can go sideline to sideline. They can cover in the back end. I don't think Oklahoma is going to be able to keep up with Texas. I don't. I think they'll play better. It's not going to be 43 to nothing. All right, obviously not going to be that, but I think Texas is a little bit better, and I wouldn't be surprised. All right, if Oklahoma starts slow in the last three matchups in this game, they have they go to the Texas Arnold kid starts running, running away oh, okay. with a little bit, a little bit early. If Oklahoma gets in the hole early, it's going to be tough for them to come back. I like Texas in this game, and I played up to nine and a half, ten and a half. Damn. Yeah. See, and I, 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 I was thinking about buying the half a point, Oklahoma. Yeah. Really? You like Oklahoma in this? No. But you, you know you, you know what the only reason why I do that is because this is Bama's worst offense in the last decade and a half. They yeah. played JT Daniels, okay, but they played backup quarterbacks too. And I'm wondering if Dylan Gabriel can pick them apart with Levy, I'm like, this is the most experienced guy that they've seen. And I'm like, yeah. well, let me just take a little bit. Are they going to win? Yeah. Do I think that they win? Absolutely. Like, I'm not yeah. an idiot. But I'm just thinking, like, can Lebby scheme something up? What did – has Lebby seen anything? But that little white kid, the DN from Texas with the red hair and red beard, that's Texas. Absolutely. That's 100%. Texas. Okay. He's not the best kid who can, who can rush the passer with a gene deficiency. <laughs> it's the best. It's the best. I'm telling you. Redheads in football are dangerous. They are dangerous, dude. And if they're athletic, my God.
All right, Kentucky, Georgia is a little interesting to me. Now, you are an Auburn fan. I would as you know, I, I have heard through the grapevine, so I would assume that you had a pretty close eye on that one. I think Auburn defensively, I don't pe- think people are giving them enough credit. They go up against A&M. They keep that close. They go against Carson Beck, who is not really that bad. People just box uh, box score look at him. So he only yeah. threw one touchdown. That dude is going to be a guy. Yeah. I, people are down on Georgia because they won late. They had a win late. Go to Brock Bowers, the, the Megatron that he is, the transformer. But, dude, Auburn is not a slouch defensively. I don't think they're giving either team enough credit here. How do you think, though, Kentucky and Georgia matches up? Yeah, so I actually went to the Georgia-Auburn game. Okay, yeah. how was it in between the hedges? Dude, it was crazy. One of the craziest atmospheres. I don't, I don't like going to games, man. I don't I like, either. I like turning the lights off, especially Auburn games, being by myself and just yelling at the TV for a couple <laughs> of hours. Um, but let me say, this Georgia team, man, first of all, they're good. All right? Don't let anybody tell you they're not. But they're not – it feels like something's missing, right? It just feels like something is missing. Offensively, okay, they're banged up at running back. Their offensive line is good. They're giants, right? They move you a little bit, but not like last year. Yeah, I think Lad uh, La- uh, McConkie, he's on a snap count right now. All right, he's not really out there full-fledged. Once he is, he's a problem. Mahonky. Mahonky's loose. Bro- yeah, Brock Bowers right now is the Georgia offense. Yeah, he right? is. He's a dude. He's a freak. He's an absolute freak. And they do. Mike Bobo does a great job of motioning him. He does a lot of the same things Travis Kelsey does with the Chiefs. Right. Motion and get jammed at the line. But Georgia defensively, this is where it kind of got weird to me. They're big, they're big, right? Obviously, but they don't run sideline to sideline. They don't. They don't not run east and west that well. North and south, yeah, it's, it's going to be tough uh, um, going through the tackles. But what Auburn did was this, right? A lot of jet sweep action, right? And that started opening it up. And then you can hit them in the middle. And the, team, the things that hurt, like, Georgia's and the Bama's is a guy who can run at quarterback, right? Because, like, it, you can't account for him. Right. Almost, right? That's what I saw with Georgia. I like Georgia in this game. Because if you look at this Kentucky team, I know what they did to Florida uh, last week. I don't believe in Florida. I don't believe in Billy Napier. He might be there another year. We'll see. Devin Leary hasn't been the same guy from NC State from right. a couple years. If you think, if you think, I still think nine out of ten times Auburn Georgia if that game plays again, they kill us because Peyton Thorn threw for eighty yards, yeah. eighty yards. If you think, if you think Kentucky, even with Ray Davis, but Kentucky wants to do what? Run the ball, get north and south. All right. They ain't doing that this week. You're not doing. You're mm-hmm. gonna have to throw the rock. Mm-hmm. I like. Okay. I'm still waiting for Georgia to play a complete game. Mm-hmm. They came out flat against Auburn. I mean, Carson Beck, I still think Kirby's protecting him a little bit, um, which is smart. And Auburn doesn't have a pass rusher. Great run stuffers, right? But they have no depth. They have no pass rusher. And you saw that Carson Beck was back there reading poetry the whole game. So I like Georgia. By the point down, it's a cover. I think Georgia takes a step finally. I think they let Carson go a little bit. And this is going to be Brock, Mr. Bowers, all day. He's going to sun Kentucky's defense, who is good, but not athletic enough to keep up with Georgia for four quarters. I'm not calling Hugh a liar, but did you hear when he said that he approved all the offensive play calls this week? I'm like, bullshit, you just called him. Yeah, Hugh. Look. <laughs> like, don't don't try to get one past me, oh, Hugh. Buddy, okay? You called those plays, and look, I'm fine with it. I want you to call the plays. I just don't want to get into the thing of the Jimbo, am I calling plays this week? 
next week. Because once you do that, that's how toxic shit starts happening in the locker room and the coaching staff. Hugh, if you want to call plays, baby, you call. Your dog can call plays. And don't go back. Don't go back this year. No. So, they're interesting. That, their defense surprised me a lot. Because, look, that's back-to-back weeks. They've looked decent defensively. All right. You know which one I got to go to? Speaking of Jimbo, I why do why why does my why does my football brain Blaine say it's a And M, but my gut says don't don't bet a And M. I can't do it. Saban has programmed me. All right, programmed me. All right, to not bet against them. I refuse to do it. I, I'm taking Bama in this game. I think. Oh. Look, I like Max I think he's. I think he's a great player. Love his dad. Max does a lot of nice things. But I think this Bama defense is starting to come along. They are. Right? They're good. Five sacks against Ole Miss. Right. The D line starting to get pressure. Jalen Milroe, like he's not the greatest. All right. They need to tailor the offense more to him. Obviously, and you saw that a little bit last week. Right. But you're not going to win this game. And I had gotten into a 20 minute argument on the show with Jake and Cone. If you think you're just going to roll his ass out of the pocket the whole game and run quick game. Texas A&M is not going to let that happen. No They're question. That happen. All right. If I'm Texas A&M, the first thing I do, you're staying in the pocket. We're keeping gap integrity, and you're going to beat us with it, with his arm. So if I'm Bama, I'm obviously running, keep, running him as much as I can. All right. But you're going to have to three-step five drop him sometime. Sometime. Whether that's taking shots. Going through progressions. Look, man, you're a quarterback at Alabama. All right. Like sooner or later, we're, you got to take the training wheels off, buddy. All right. You got to be the guy everyone expects you to be. I'm not talking right. about going out here and throwing it 30 times a game. No. 17 to 22 attempts, for sure. Between that number, I think so. Some of those can be rollouts. But if you don't, if Texas AM, one, doesn't respect the deep ball, all right, doesn't respect the progressions, they're just going to sit on you the whole game. And I don't think Bama's, I don't think Saban's going to let that happen. See, that's what I'm glad I talked to you because something tells me. I mean, the only the only thing, Blaine, the only the only reason why I'm going a And M or would even remotely think about it. Their four D linemen look like Ninja Turtles. They are gonna get after your ass, bro. They they got beat by Miami, but they Miami allowed seventy seven. They can kick ass, man. Like the thing about it, I go back to that Miami game, dude. And I know Cristobal's known for upfront play, but dog, that second half, Miami started whipping their ass up front. Uh, they did their ass up front. And I know it's a different team with Miami. You got Van Dyke, and uh, I can't believe I'm saying this, but Miami has better skill players than Alabama. Oh, no question. So, man, I wouldn't be surprised if this game's low scoring. But like, like I can't get. Into, I'm not ready to get into the business of betting against. <laughs> <laughs> What's gonna happen if he loses, though? Either one of these coaches, either one. Do you know the melt that we have in store for us on Monday? If either one of these two fan bases oh. lose, oh god, I don't, I don't, I don't think. I think it'll be worse for Jimbo. I do too. I think it'll be worse for Jimbo if they lose this game. What are you gonna say to say? Uh, th- right. I mean, he can do this and say, "Yeah, hush." So you, you forever. If you're a Bama fan, you should forever say thank you to Nick Saban. That's what I don't give a shit if they lose this game or not. Hey, and you know, there's some uh, rumors out there in the ether that A.J. Swan might hit the portal and go a little. Really? Yeah, some rumors. Some deep, 
some deep uh, message board rumors are starting to wow. flow out there. Wow. I mean, deep in the rabbit hole, sir. Deep I like in that. the rabbit hole. Hey, you know, when the gummies may or may not kick in late at night, I start you know, reading these uh, these conspiracy theories. Reddit, dude. Bro, Reddit? Oh, my God. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. All right. Blank Crane, Crane & Company. Got, well, first off, I had Jake. I had Cone. I didn't tell you this. Congratulations mm -hmm. on the 100K subscribers, Appreciate dude. Yeah, that's crazy. awesome that it's is amazing wild. It's I, wild. I love it every, every go ahead i'm sorry you keep kicking ass too man i, I watch you i watch you every day blake i tell you what you like from a like one you can tell you played right you can tell you played, thank you analysis and just the way you the way you can mix jokes and be serious at the same time dude but keep blowing up man don't forget about us little people now no stop yeah stop don't forget about us don't forget about it. You're us. crazy. Hey, you remember those days? We, hey, we got to come back down there, man. Gator. Yes. We got to come back down. Dude. I know, I'm waiting dude. on I know. We'll talk soon, buddy. Thank you so much. Appreciate it, y'all. Y'all have a good day, Blake. All right. That's Blaine Crane, Crane and Company. That dude's the best. That dude's the best. I love him. I love him to death. Don't tell Jake or Cone. He's my favorite. Let's go to our good friends over at Bean. Uh, good friend Steve Bean. Uh, Bayou Bowl and Dakery Bayou Bowl to go. Let's talk about them. Zach Nagy, Sports Illustrated, joins us next. Bayou Dakery's at Bayou Bowl and Go is owned and operated locally by Steve and Lisa Bean. You can find them at 1512 North Highway 190 in Covington, Louisiana. That's 1512 North Highway 190 in Covington. The North Shore's first crawfish drive-thru is about to step it up another notch by bringing you drive-thru daiquiris as well. You can call in your order today at 985-888-1914. 985-888-1914. Because you know what? Daiquiris and crawfish, it's a Louisiana thing. LSU Country's Sports Illustrated Zone, Zach Nagy. Good evening, good sir. How are you? Doing good. Hard to follow up Blaine, man. He's a class act. Uh, He's fantastic. Yeah, you gotta you gotta love him. I, it, when, you know what's interesting, Zach? You, nobody gets to see like when we you do this or I do this. The relationships that you make in this business. Oh yeah. They just think you're you know people don't people think that we're mythical sometimes. You're right. You know, hey, I, I, I'm a man. I have a full grown beard. Oh, yeah. Name that movie. Nate, are you too young? I might be too young. He's got a man. He's a uh, Talladega Knights. Oh, I'm not too young for that. I should know that. Yeah. He's a man. He's got a beard. <laughs> mm. All right, Zach Nagy is joining us. I ask you this every Wednesday. Mm. Where, do we, where does this defense go from here? Look, dude, last week when we talked, you told me straight up. You were like, I'm worried. You told me. You said you were worried going into that Ole Miss game. So – this is nothing that uh, caught me by surprise. I mean, you told me, we talked about it, we dissected it. Um, where do we go from here? I mean, I can go in so many different directions. I'll, I'll start with that second level of defense, man. You got to keep Witt Weeks on the field. And at this point, it's a casual take. I mean, if you know ball, you're saying keep Witt on the field because every time he steps foot on the field, he's making a play. What do you have, eight tackles and like eight snaps last weekend, hypothetically? But like, you got to keep Witt on the field and you got to start experimenting a little bit more because you're not going to be able to work with what you got right now. You got to keep throwing Deshaun Womack, Whit Weeks, throw around some different things, throw some different schemes, and keep working on the fundamentals, man. It, 
Rome wasn't built in the day. Obviously, this group came into the season knowing that it was kind of going to be a struggle. And, you know, here we are struggling to to the greater heights than we than we thought it would be. So you just got to throw out a couple different things and see where you can go. Um, Zach, I've asked every guest that's been on the show this question. What is this? For everybody on the podcast, this is the photo I keep showing every every guest. So this is our third one. You should know by now. Talking about the defensive line. Yeah, look how far off the ball they are. Look how far off the ball they are. I mean. I can't explain it. Dude, like, I I really, I don't even know where to go just because it just makes no sense to me. And I saw that post, too. Like, I've seen a couple people post this, and it's like, I have no explanation. I can't try to defend anybody. It's just like, what the hell is happening in that locker room? I think that they are trying to catch blocks on the D-line and let the linebackers throw. I think it, I do think it's schematic, okay? But the problem that I have with that is, is that Michael Baskerville, with his speed, is not walking through that door. Right, yeah. you don't have the guy to save you at that level. What you tried to do, okay, so here's the truth. All right, I have a theory that I've been sharing. I think the re- the real reason that they moved Harold Perkins to middle or inside backer was because they realized to run that scheme, they don't have enough speed there, and they thought that Perk could do it. And when Perk's like, guys, I've never played this before. I don't know what to do. They got caught in a conundrum, and they couldn't get themselves out of it. That's a good white person word, conundrum. Good dictionary word, okay? But the problem is, at some point, BK's got to go up and say, listen, you're going to run this, this, and this. I'm going to tell you some things that you need to run. you got to figure it out this week. This is what we install. You run it. Or him getting hands-on. I know that that's very – that's a big take to have for you to answer, and I apologize. But – that's got to happen. What well, do you I think? hear where you're coming from. And there's kind of like mixed things about this whole Harold Perkins movement inside linebacker. Some people are saying it was his decision. Some are saying it was the coach's decision. So it's kind of like a mixed bag in that regard. But when it comes to a, a thing but, about but speed. But to interrupt you, interrupt you really quick. They allow that, though, regardless of who. And that, that's where I was going. I was going to say scheme. Like, schematically, you can't allow that to happen. And if you do allow it to happen, you have to flip-flop them all around the field and make some different things happen. Because lining them up specifically, exclusively, at that second level is going to work out. And they've tried. I mean, do we want to give them a little bit of credit and just say, like, look, man, like, they've tried to move them around, have them come off the edge and do what they got to do in that regard. But, look, I can't sit here and defend it anymore. I can't. Um, it's, it's a mess, man. It's a complete mess. So we have this super chat from Cody McGee with a 499 super chat. It says, Ed, Zach, do you think it's time to give up on Matt House and hire a new D.C.? Maybe make a phone call or two to Jim Leonard. Who would be your five cho- five top choices? Now, I do appreciate Cody for the super chat. You don't have to do that in this business. It's a big no no. Okay, to do that when someone is still technically employed, don't answer that. Look, but it's but his first question. Do, but his first question. Yeah, the first part. I can't do the second one. I'm right. Answer the first part. Do I think it's time to give up on that house? Look, it's such a complex question, just because there's so many different variables when it comes to you know firing a head coach in you know the second tenth second year on the job and when i look at somebody like madhouse look schematically there are things that are struggling there are things that he needs to flip-flop and probably make things a little bit less complex just because you know he's throwing a bunch of different things at these young guys and first year guys who haven't you know seen um specifically what madhouse has seen and then there's a talent level issue man um right and blake you and i've talked about this that secondary you know you're throwing in some guys who haven't seen this level of football and you started a true freshman in ashton stamps last week and 
you know, you're starting some first year Tigers and it's not going accordingly. And Brian Kelly said that it was a red flag when you bring in so many first year guys and expect the world out of them. He knew that this was going to happen and it's happening. So to answer that question, is it time to give up on Madhouse? Look, and I know I might catch some flack for it, flack for it. Not yet. It's too soon. If the trends continue going in that direction, of course, yes. And then we can have that conversation about where do you go from here? But at this exact moment in time, man, I'm not ready to pull the plug on Madhouse just yet. The only thing I will say, okay, is I agree with you, but there comes a time where in the games leaning in from last year, bleeding into these, I'm going to take the Mississippi State thing out. I take the Grambling thing out. I take Purdue out of this equation because I don't yeah. think it's fair to judge Matt House on Purdue or, honestly, Mississippi State or Grambling. It's fair. If you take those three out and you go from Texas A&M a year ago, they gave up 38 there. They gave up 50 to Georgia. They gave up 45 to Florida State. Right. They gave up uh, 31 to Arkansas. And they gave up 55 this past week. At some point, when you have a six-game sample size and you're giving up 42.5 points a game, you some questions are going to have to be answered. You know that's and, the and only that's why, thing, and that's why the question question presents itself. And look, like we've gotten this a million times. Like, do you kick Madhouse to the curb and say like see ya and move on to the next and see what candidates you can work with in that perspective? Because you know it's a real life thing. You're seeing fundamentally it's it's piss poor schematic. It's piss poor. Um, Madhouse isn't a bad coach. He, he's not a bad coach. He he's just he's not a horrible coach. There have been some questionable decisions and. You know, when you pull up games from last year, too, and carrying it into this year, it raises a red flag, certainly. But there's some things that, you know, talent fixes everything. They didn't kill the transfer portal like they thought. They weren't these immediate impact guys like they wanted. First-year Tigers, not as many immediate impact guys. So there's some there's some kinks that need to get worked out. But like I said, man, I don't know if I'm ready to pull that trigger just yet. What do you think? I mean, what's your kind of – I'm not setup? going there yet. I, I, I'm not – we're not there yet. Mm -hmm. We're not there yet because – Things have to imagine. He says, Cody, you're good, buddy. He says, I apologize for the second question. Shouldn't have asked that question mark. It's just, it's a no-no in the me in the media industry. You don't talk about the guy's replacement while he's still hired. He says, does uh, BK just need to take over play calling? No. Yeah, I don't agree no. with that either. I, I think he no. needs to be involved like he was with special teams, uh, uh, you know, halfway through the year, a year ago after Tennessee. But I right. do not think that he needs to do be in play calling. I think he needs to be hands hands on because Zach, we hadn't talked about the offense yet, so we can do that next. Offensively, what's he going to tell Mike Denbrock and Jane Daniels at this point? He okay. might he might teach them some some things that Jane's doing wrong, right? Like, hey, you need to get your technique work better yeah. here. You might need to do this. Okay, but he can still do that during seven on seven and warm ups, exactly. right? But when it's time to really get the nitty-gritty, okay, he can run all over the defense. I'm not telling oh, yeah. him not to do that. He's got to oh, yeah. do that, Zach. Agreed. Completely agreed. Um, and there's really no more for me to even elaborate on that. You're spot on. I mean, I, I mean you know what's yeah. crazy? We, uh, we begged. Well, this is so wild. We begged and pleaded. Begged and pleaded for Les and Orgeron to stop meddling. Yeah. When things and now we're sitting here. At begging. BK to metal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> how I, nuts is that? But you can never win. You can never win. But never that goes to show how good of a head coach he is. 
It does. Right. All right, Zach Nagy, LSU Country Sports Illustrated. Let's talk about the offense. Um, I got to – I got to – so I asked Blaine this, and I'll ask it to you. Do they need to slow down a little bit in reference to how quickly they're scoring to give this defense even the remote chance? It's tough because, like, looking back at last week, like, Ole Miss just runs such a firepowered offense too. Like, you were just going, going, going. Like, that game – Dude, it was even hard to like just do like live updates because so many things were happening so quickly. I know, um, like it was that was that was insanity. Uh, Zach, I I tweet. I I don't know if you know. I tweet every yeah. play. Yeah, no, I'm well aware. And when you're moving at such a fast pace like that, it's impossible <laughs> to keep up. And you know, we're just sitting up there like, what the hell is going on? But to answer your question and just keep it like that, no. I mean, my answer to that would be no. Like, you can't switch up everything that you're doing on offense because you're running a picturesque. You're, you're, it's a picturesque offense, man. It would be criminal. Getting, it would be criminal to Jaden. You, you can't do that to somebody like Jaden who works so fast. The receivers are are prepared for it as well. Logan Diggs is coming into his own. You can't switch up something that's working like a well-oiled machine just to kind of like allow a different facet of the game to improve in that regard. So no, the answer would be no, man. You can't slow that shit down. I, but but see, here's the thing though. The only thing that I would say, like people are mad about the third down rollout play call, you know, like guys, they're trying to get the ball to Malik neighbors. Yeah. You know, like the play call is not the issue. The execution was like, if he throws that to Malik, let's call it what it is. If he throws it to Malik, we get the first down ball game. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah. but. Jaden mentioned that yesterday too. And we talked to him. What, what did he say? Just saying like, look, in a different context, it was kind of like we had the ball with X amount of time left, and if we would have execute, executed in these types of plays, they wouldn't even have the opportunity to get the ball back type of thing. But, see, here's the problem that I have with that. Number one, Jane's lying in this regard. Kyron Lacey had a pick play on that. That was going to be thrown. So if you go back and watch, and I know that there was a massive debate on Twitter with me and mic'd up and all the fans or whatever – I saw that. The referee is about to throw the flag if he throws it, and he knows it. Yeah. He's lying. I, I mean, he's not a lie. He's protecting. Let me not say he's lying. He's protecting, okay? Because mm -hmm. he knows. He saw what he saw, and then he was about to throw the flag if he didn't run. Why, yeah. did, why else would he tuck it? Yeah. I mean, he tucked it. So, mm -hmm. it is what it is. Um, anything else offensively, Zach, before we let you out of here, anything else that you're seeing that you really like? I, I mean – God, my blessed Jesus Christ, Logan Diggs, my goodness. Yeah, and that's the exact path that I was going to kind of go down. Is like you're, you're providing this balanced offensive attack with Jaden Daniels. And, and emphasis on Jaden Daniels here. Look, dude, like when you and I spoke during fall ball, it was, we, we had a box that we wanted to see checked from Jaden Daniels. Intermediate throws, deep balls, a balanced attack with his legs and arm, trusting his arm, not playing hero ball all the time. Every box that we had for Jaden Daniels, he's checked off every single one. So I'm going to start off with that just because he's doing everything beautifully. Jane Daniels is playing phenomenal football. There is no – I can't even think of anything. Of course, if I nitpicked, I could find something, but there's just nothing that I'm seeing from Jaden that's a struggle. And then you add in the rushing attack from Logan Diggs now. I mean, your passing game is phenomenal with Brian and Malik. And then you add in this new element of Logan Diggs who's just cutting up on a routine basis. I mean, dude, you, you, your offense is something special. And if there's something that's standing out to me and something that I'm enjoying to see so much, it's – to see Logan Diggs rep the purple and gold, be back in Louisiana, represent his home state, and cook. 
on a routine basis, man. He's doing everything that he needed to do. He's doing everything that he was asked of. You know, he came here, Brian Kelly brought him back and wanted him to do X number of things, and, and he's doing it. He's getting in a groove. So, yeah, if, if, if I'm finding one thing, it's, it's, it's Logan Diggs, man. He's doing his thing. That's why I never worry about LSU and recruiting. Yep. Everybody's like, they're 10. Okay. There are some position groups you got to get better at. D-line. I, I get it. Secondary. But I, I don't follow them often, but on three said – Eight blue chip recruits on offense. Eight blue chip recruits on defense. Mm-hmm. They're tied for second in both. Right. But they're 10. Okay. So there comes a point where you think he's like the three stars that are on this in this recruiting cycle are not three stars. Yeah. Ask, I mean, ask Logan Diggs. Ask Malik. Yeah. I mean, Malik was Ashton a three star all the way through. Go ahead. I'm sorry. We're gonna have to sit and talk about recruit. You're gonna have to get me on one day and we'll talk some recruiting because I got a couple of uh, I got some things I gotta say about that 2024 class and kind of what they're about to do. Um, but I agree, look, man. man. It's scary good. Some things are gonna happen, and really, when you're looking at, I mean, stars stars matter to a degree. But like, look, bro, like Kai Pets, Bates and Andre Evans and Bates, Deshaun man. McBride, like this Deshaun secondary. The one. Yeah, I, I mean, well, <laughs> never mind. Deshaun McBride, dude, he he's he's a dude. All right, last one before I get you out of here. I am of the opinion Pete Jenkins doesn't fix a whole hell of a lot through one week. Because no, can wrong. he teach some technique? What did Jamar Kane not teach that these guys wouldn't know? Yeah. Look, like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna debate that at all. We talked to Makai Wingo last night, and it was kind of this thing where it, it was the first day on the job. Like, Pete came in yesterday, and he got in the locker room. He got in their faces, talked to him yesterday, and talked about how he's energetic for an old guy. I mean, he's 82 <laughs> game years old, man. Like, he's old as shit. Um, but he knows the game. Like, he's a bright guy. He's he's done everything that he needs to do. So, Makai was really just talking about how the little things, just the small things is what he's going to be able to help them do. But, so yeah, to what you're saying, is he the answer to their prayers? I'm not quite sure. Um, I'm not sure. He's 82. He's, he's not calling a defense. He's not in the box for all 60 minutes. Yeah. So is he the answer? Probably not. Can he help a little bit? Sure. Sure. I agree. All right, Zach Nagy, you've been fantastic, man. As always, thank you so much for joining us. My guy. We'll do it again. All right. That's Zach Nagy from LSU Country. Y'all follow him on Twitter at ZNaggy20. All right. Um, we've gone 12 minutes over. <laughs> we got to get out of here. I hear my wife already calling me. See you guys tomorrow. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.